Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I knew what I was going to do was going to be very special with my life. I'm an example just to show people that like, you come up from nothing. Prince had dedicated his whole legacy to celebrating women, celebrating women of color, and celebrating positive music. I'm going to uphold that. You're your own worst critic. I feel like you should be it anyways, but I, I'm always that, and I was just hating my song, so I was hating myself. Some people are at their cubicle job right now making way less than us. Some people are across the world in a goddamn sweatshop making like nothing a day, and we're getting paid to sing and dance. To sing and dance, that's a blessing. Artists out here, they're just willing to settle for anything. You know what I mean? And once you're willing to settle for anything, you deserve anything you settle for. Yo, this young murder. Yo, this is Lizzo. This is August Regal. What's good? It's Kehlani. This is your man, Blake Carrington. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chuddle. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And by the time this podcast is out, you might have heard the news. We've announced our 10th year anniversary concert happening Thursday, November 30th at Adelaide Hall. I invite you to come out and celebrate good music. Tickets are now available at thecomeupshow.com. If you've been rocking with The Come Up Show, if you like good music, if you like the festivities and the vibe that's going to be happening, thecomeupshow.com, and I hope to see you there. Today's guest on The Come Up Show podcast goes by the name of M.I. Blue. She's a soul artist from Toronto, and she was featured in our Northern Stars documentary, if you haven't heard that documentary yet, please check it out. In this interview, we talked about what it means to be an artist from Toronto, going through self-doubt, and so much more. Am I Blue on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. <laughs> My name is Am I Blue. I cannot stop thinking I would have loved to unpaint your book. Welcome, my Blue, to the Come Up Show podcast. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> what is it? Where does that name come from? M I Blue. It's uh, it's short for my inner blue. Your inner blue. My inner blue. Okay, and I guess that sounds fitting as an artist. Yeah, it's essentially like blue is essentially like an alter ego that I've created for my music, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just gave her a name. Is it, is it blue in terms of just like the color blue or the, the, the feelings, the blues, anything, any connection it's there feeling. or no? It's, yeah. a, it's a feeling. So essentially like blue, I separated her into an alter ego because her music is different and the way she is and the way she sees things are completely different. She's more, she's calmer. You know what I mean? So she's more blue. So I thought mm. it was fitting mm. to call her blue because she's very calm and very mellow and very, uh, yeah, she's cool. And so when does blue come out then? <laughs> usually, <laughs> I don't know, usually like random times, performances in the studio when I'm making music, in my room when I'm making music or creating anything. Mm. Yeah, usually she's the creator. So you are Eritrean. I'm Eritrean. 
I am also Eritrean. That's dope. <laughs> I've interviewed hundreds of artists, like 500, mm-hmm. and you're the first Eritrean hey. uh, artist that I've interviewed. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, the Eritrean pride is apparent, at least in your Instagram. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You are proud to be an Eritrean. Very. very. T- tell me about that and, uh, and how being Eritrean has influenced you as an artist. I, I was born in Eritrea. So I was. Where? I lived there, uh, Asmara. Asmara, yeah. Asmara. So I, I was born there, and I remember it very well. Like I only lived there for three years until I moved to Egypt. But um, my father was a diplomat, so the pride and 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 um, all of that was. I grew up around the pride. You know what I mean? Like around the flag, around you know my father represented the country. So I've since I was a kid, I knew about the history and I knew about um, the war. And the sacrifices and and the whole history of Eritrea. So to me, it was I love my people. I love, I love my country. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful country. Yeah. And when uh, when somebody asks you, you're from Eritrea, and they're like, huh? <laughs> Which I assume you get. You still. I feel like we're still kind of coming up as a country. Like people are more and more people are hearing about us. I agree. That's true. <laughs> but for the people who don't know. What is that? Where is that? What's the next <laughs> words that come out of your mouth? Uh, that's in East Africa, northeast of Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will. I usually pull out my phone to show them a map. Yeah. <laughs> of where it is. Yeah. So instead of being like, "How do you not know this?" and getting mad, but you know what I mean? It's a new country. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's only like 26 years old now. Yeah. Yeah. So. And if they're interested more in hearing about that. Oh, I'm always open. Always yeah, yeah, open yeah. to sharing history, sharing anything that they want to know about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm exactly like that too. I go on above and beyond, as you said, like the, the map, <laughs> like showing specifically so yep. you, they learn. Like yeah. I'm like I'm like, oh, you're about to go for a geography lesson right now. <laughs> I Google history map. lesson, all yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of my influences are from there too. My music, my art, my film. Um, really? Yeah. Tell me how so. Um, well, my my melodies are essentially like now are a lot different than my old EP Mm -hmm. um, because I use the repetitive kind of melodic um, melodies that Eritrean old Eritrean music would would use and also like Ethiopian music as well Mm -hmm. um, so I I kind of implement that in my art and my music I've I've been doing a lot of research on old uh, traditional Eritrean music and and like a bunch of documentaries so that's that's wow so there's stuff out there there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. I got you. I'll send you some. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I would love to learn more about my own people, my, my history as well, too. I'm your plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So when you, when you moved, like when your parents, your family left, when, what years, what period is that? Oh, man. I, I believe 2002. Mm-hmm. That's when we left Asmara mm-hmm. to go to Egypt. And I lived there for six years. In uh, Egypt. In Egypt. So I grew up there essentially. So I, mm-hmm. that was, that's also uh, one part of my life that uh, kind of influences my art and my music and all of that. So the Arabic side and the Muslim side mm. of, uh, of my life. Um, yeah, like Arabic is such a beautiful language and mm-hmm. um, also the history. I'm a big history person. So I, you know, music, all of it, you know what I mean? And their films, they're incredible. Um, 
yeah, and I lived there all for like six years. That was that's where I grew up. Mm. Do you still like, did you learn to speak Arabic there? Oh, I speak fluently. I speak to Green and Ara like Arabic fluently. Yeah, yeah. and you, do you learn Arabic in Egypt though? I did. I okay, did. and yeah. you still got it? I got it. I got oh, it. I read. Man. I write. All of it. I, I oh, in Arabic. All of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't let that go. Yeah, yeah. Arabic is a beautiful language. It's so isn't important. It? Even Tigrinya. Tigrinya is such a beautiful language. Poetry from there too is really like Tigrinya poetry. Wow. Amazing. You're yeah. more advanced than me in that area. <laughs> I can still, I speak. Yeah. Uh, I can still read very slowly now. And I know my alphabets, <laughs> but I'm slowly, slowly use, uh, losing it because yeah. a lot of Eritreans here are losing their culture. Mm. Like my, the ones who were born here mm -hmm. are like, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. It's hard. Yeah. I, I mean, I live with my family. I live with my parents. Mm. My dad is a, is a, It's huge on kind of you know like do you me. do you have to speak Eric Tigrina in the in the in the house? It's not like not have to, but like encouraged to. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Tigrina yeah. and Arabic, yeah, reading all of it. So mm. yeah, yeah. My my father is very, how do you say? He's one of the most incredible academic, like such an incredible man. So yeah. Anyway, so he teaches me all my languages. I'm from um I speak Tigray a little bit, so I'm mm -hmm. Tigray as well. So I also implement You're them. from the tribe of Tigray? The tribe Tigray. Okay, yeah, dope. so dope. that's that's also a really cool, you know, language. It's very poetic. Mm. It's very similar to Arabic, but it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, for the people uh, who are, you know, kind of lost right now, do your googles. <laughs> <laughs> do your googles. <laughs> Uh, I just recently interviewed Claremont II. Um, That's you have a homie. you have a song with him called "Temporary" on his album. Uh, tell me about Claremont, how you met him, and how you guys ended up working together. Oh man, Claremont! I've been a fan of Claremont's music for a long time, hmm. and um, yeah, and I listened to one of his songs this one time. Um, It was it was incredible. I saw the music video and I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I was just like, who is this man? Like, and he lived on West End. I live on the West End, so to me that was like, oh man, I have to see him. Mm. And uh, one day I was going home from school and I saw him on the bus, and I'm like, yo, that's Claremont. <laughs> and I think I looked a little crazy because um, I was just staring at him, and he was just like, who the hell is this person staring at me? So I had to come up to him and be like, hey man, like I respect your music. And uh, we we added each other on Facebook and Instagram. And then he's like, oh, shit, like, you make music, too. And I'm like, yeah. Like, I didn't tell him any of that. I was just like, I'm a fan. And I was just, yeah, it was cool. And ever since then, we worked on some, on that song. He asked me to sing on that song. Yeah. It's funny when you see somebody you recognize on the bus, but you 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 want to, like, not, like, freak them out, but, like, There's, I sometimes get that as well, too, as a personality, because people stare at me. I'm like, do they know me? Why don't they come talk to me? Do they have a problem? What's going on? Like, take some action. They just stare. <laughs> You're like, that's, what are you doing? That's essentially what I was doing. It was. It's probably terrifying for Claremont. It was, it was definitely, yeah. Uh, and, and Claremont, funny enough, when I was doing, uh, when I was interviewing him, in the middle of my interview, like, before the interview, he showed me a music video that's coming out yeah. that he, like, directed, edited, color corrected, all that type Sick. of stuff. And he was uploading on YouTube while we we're doing our interview. And he was talking about how he's involved in all facets of his art. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're also might be, you're multidisciplinary. You are also involved in different parts of your art. Can you tell me more about that? Music is, um, you know, the way it happened, it was an accident. I recently just started taking music seriously, but I was more focused on fashion design and filmmaking um, before. Uh, music happened um, mm. 
so yeah, so I am definitely involved in all the 360 aspects of, of art and creating, whether it's film, visual art, painting, fashion design, all of it. And mm -hmm. I like to take control of specific visuals that I want to put on my music and the way that I want to be looked and perceived as mm -hmm. an artist. So that's what I've been doing in the hiding. <laughs> so how did you, you said you got, how did you get into music then? Um, I, I used to be part of this uh, music program called Urban Arts. Urban um, Arts, okay. I'm yeah. familiar. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Since I was like 15, so. Um, Since yeah. you were 15, okay. Yeah, so it was like an after-school program. I was looking for something to do, and mm -hmm. um, so that's what I was doing. I didn't take it seriously, but they had studios, and we recorded, and I was like, I can maybe sing, and it was cool. It was cute. Um, I didn't take it seriously until um, at some point I, I was just listening to a bunch of SoundCloud producers and singers and artists on SoundCloud, and I'm like, man, these are you know, kids like the same age as me, just in their basement creating such beautiful music and maybe I can create something like that too. So I just started uploading some random songs. Mm -hmm. You won't find them anymore because I, I made them private. Private, yeah. yeah. So, and that was that was fun. It was a lot of fun. I did it mostly for myself, mm -hmm. just, to, just to put something out. I didn't think I would, people were to listen what to. What was the first thing that you put out, ever up uploaded to SoundCloud? Oh man. Yeah. It was called Black Watch. Black Watch, okay. Black Watch. I'm doing a, a different version of that song mm -hmm. on my EP, on my upcoming EP, but that was my favorite thing I've ever put out. But I, I, I keep it private because it's just mine. It's <laughs> so uh, it was empowering everybody. It's empowering it everybody. To have a platform like yeah. that is very, mm -hmm. I think it gives people opportunities. It gave me opportunities. Yeah. So I'm very grateful that I found out about it. Is it because there's no barriers? It's just like literally just... None, none. You know what I mean? You post your music and you don't expect anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Versus YouTube. You know, YouTube was a thing for singers when they when they did covers and stuff, and that was cool. But I don't know. SoundCloud is completely different. This is for specific, mm -hmm. original musicians and artists who have a specific sound in mind, and and that was such a great. It's a great community. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, it empowered other people, but it also empowered you when you and you took it seriously. You took music seriously. Because you saw people on SoundCloud that around your age, and you got inspired by that. Is that yeah, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That was really inspiring, and um, a bunch of producers actually started sending me their beats, and and I. All oh, producers sent you sent you your beats. Yeah. Sent yeah. beats beats to you through SoundCloud. Through SoundCloud. Wow. And that was amazing. It's like oh, maybe I'm doing something. Is like that it. one of uh, your producers? Yeah, so What's his my name? how do you pronounce it? Because it's like weird questions. Questions. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I met him through in like SoundCloud, yeah. and uh, he sent me a bunch of his beats, and they were beautiful, and it only made sense for me to record something to them, mm. and and post it, um, only to find out that he's actually from Toronto. He's from Brampton. Wow. So that was really cool. Um, we've never met. We only met one time, mm. and and that was during a performance after I um, I uploaded uh, the EP, but. It was cool. It was really cool. He's Isn't it cool that you can see, like, uh, even I, as a music journalist, I know a lot of music or a lot of music uh, artists from the city, but I still continue to discover artists from around GTA. Yeah. I'm like, where is this person? Who are they from? <laughs> where do they come from? What is the sound? What's going on? Yeah, it's amazing. Right? I don't know what Toronto's doing, but it's doing <laughs> great music-wise and art-wise. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I still can't even, yeah, it's crazy for me. 
Yeah. How is how does that feel for you to be part of that? You're part of this, that wave that Toronto is going through right now, the renaissance that it's going through. You are a musician, an artist from Toronto. What it's, does that mean to you? It's incredible. It means a lot. It means... Because, I, I don't know, like a few years ago, there was that conversation. A lot of artists, uh, my friends, um, would talk about, you know, man, in Toronto, you can't, as an artist, you can't make anything. You can't be recognized and whatever. Mm. And now it changed. Now it's like, man, we can really make it. We can really, this can be like the new city. You know what I mean? Mm. This could be the new, I don't know, L.A., Chicago. I don't yeah. know. We can create some really beautiful music. Um and that's yeah, incredible. I don't the know perception how it has. Yeah. Do you know why? Like the how, what? Can is you it a Drake it? thing? I don't know. Yeah. Is it Drake? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Drake put us on a map mm-hmm. and influenced a lot of artists to kind of. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Know. I have no idea. I would definitely say Drake had a, obviously a major part. Major part in it. Uh, I think the most important thing uh, Drake did, uh, or uh, Drake and you know everybody else after Drake. Uh, who has achieved massive massive success is um, not only the world start paying attention to Toronto. I think most importantly, uh, Torontonians, Canadians, mm. started to pay attention to our own scene. We started to believe in our own talent. That's true. Uh, because I started to come up show in two thousand and seven, and in oh seven oh eight before this is before So Far Gone came out. When I was saying, "Yo, I'm playing like new Canadian music, hip hop, R and B, whatever." Mm-hmm. If it wasn't a cardinal or something like that that was already established, a lot of people were not the average mainstream fan. Let me signify with that, clarify with that. Was not interested. Yeah. Didn't care. It's like, oh, I'll listen to my Jay-Z. It's Thank true. you very much. Yeah, this whole support system is new. Yeah. Supporting each other, having a whole like community of Now musicians. it's possible to have people to come out to your show. Shows, an yeah. all-local show. Mm-hmm. And look what Daniel Caesar is doing right now. That's Are you incredible. paying attention to that? Uh, definitely. Oh, my God. Like, what? I, I'm still in shock. Is it four sh- I think sold out four shows at Last the Danforth Music Hall, which is a capacity of 3,000 people. So 12,000, you know, let's just say conserve, be conservative, 10,000 people. <laughs> That Daniel Caesar, independent, mm-hmm. has sold out. It's incredible. It's crazy. <laughs> the man is is like so talented. It's insane to me. It's insane. It's uh, yeah. I've never I've never met him. Yeah. Have you seen him perform live before? I yeah. haven't gotten the chance to. Yeah. I haven't yeah, yeah. gotten the chance to. But yeah. I've been following up with his music. Yeah. Uh, for a long time now. Yeah. He's incredible. I'm a fan, definitely a fan. When I interviewed uh, Sid from the internet, uh, she saw him live, and she's like, "He's so good that it makes you envy. You get, you envy him." Like, oh yeah. yeah. He's like, <laughs> he hit every single note. Come on, man! How can you possibly hit every single note? You can't miss nothing. <laughs> I don't know. How so, he just does a it. warning to you as a oh, singer, yeah. as a vocalist. <laughs> I gotta top that or something. So your music, yeah, I think you've said that it's inspired by visual art. Like you create your melodies based yeah. on visual art, and like yeah. you create a what is it, a vision board or a mood board or not even. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. it's um, I I call my music visual sounds. I call them because they all came like I don't know. They for me like when I think of melodies and when I think of a specific sound, I usually think of the visuals first. And then the sound would come out. And then that also would, like, those visuals would actually be um, the music videos or the music video ideas. Mm -hmm. But that's how I create my sound. It's all visuals that I would have in my head. And it's basically storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would have all these, like, stories random. They don't have to 
you know, mean anything, but I would have all these stories in my head. And yeah, it would it would narrate somebody's life or and I don't know, it's like a script. I What like I, where where does that come from though? How is that film. I've been doing film for a very um I've been experimenting with film for a very long time and I've been writing a lot a lot of scripts before I wrote music. Mm-hmm. And then I I got into poetry. And then and the music was the last thing. So that's how I guess it came like it came. Mm-hmm. That's how it happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm explaining this. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. So yeah. uh, now, like, so are you saying, like, when you hear a, a, a beat and sh- instrumental, that that starts, or it's not even, you don't have to hear music to start? I don't even have to hear music, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the melodies would just, they would just come. They would just happen. Um, mm. I would be, I don't know, in my room or in the kitchen cooking or something, and I would think of a, of a story in my mind. Mm. And uh, that story would, would end up, I would usually my process is me repeating um, a verse constantly, and that was again influenced by traditional uh, Tigrinya music mm. and Ethiopian music. I don't know if you know Asna Kechworku. Mm. That's uh, her her um, how, like how do you say her um, like the way she sings things were were very specific and it was very like her style and that was that influenced a lot of my melodies a lot and that's how that's basically how I make my music so I would think of visuals and I would repeat a certain verse and then a story would come along from that verse and then I would have a chorus and then I would have but it all would have it's ev- everything that I write is is a is a script basically it's a story um, and yeah I've filmed most of them I just haven't put them out mm. yeah yeah and how is that like? Because you're shooting, you were doing film before music. Now that you have, you can create film, you can create video based on your music. What does that feel like? Oh, it's great. It's great. It's great because now it's like, oh shit, like I have soundtracks in the background of my film. Yeah. And people recognize, people know of my music more than uh, the films that I make. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. So that can, it's, it's a good transition if I, uh, you know, I don't know if I have a screening of some sort, then people would. Would come. People would 100%. be. Hundred percent. That model already see. exists. That's what Sean Leon did, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He made like a thirty-minute, you know. That was incredible. That's yeah. really dope. Yeah. So based on you know his music and his life, uh, so regarding your sound, like how would you describe your voice and your sound? Hmm. That's such a hard, hard question. Because usually when people ask me what I do and I'm like, oh, I make music, mm-hmm. uh, they'd be like, what kind of music? And I don't know how to answer that ever. And um, I don't know, my friend, I asked my friend who, um, who I've known for a very long time, and he, he said um, that my music is basically like folk um, mixed with like D'Angelo, Billie Holiday, <laughs> Erica Badu, mm-hmm. a bunch of other like, I don't know. It's, it's just a bunch of things. I don't even think I answered your question. <laughs> Well, people definitely are going to hear the music when they listen to this interview. Uh, <laughs> but your voice, it, it is very unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that develop? Because you said you were trying it out a little bit at 15 at Urban Arts or whatever. I'm surprised yeah. like uh, that when people heard your voice, maybe then they didn't. Or does it sound st- as the same as today? Or did yeah, your voice change a lot? It's the same. It just yeah. got better. I think yeah. I have more control of my voice now. Yeah. But my I grew up around jazz. My dad was is a huge jazz fan. So mm-hmm. I've listened to Billie Holiday a lot mm-hmm. as a kid until now. 
and I think that influences my my tone and um, my sound a lot. And mm-hmm. that transitioned into other influences that I had from from uh, uh, like traditional Eritrean music, as not or traditional mm-hmm. Ethiopian music. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's just, it's a, it's a specific sound that I created for myself. So you were talking about before we started this interview that uh, you know uh, summer maybe the heat is now you've had enough heat in your life <laughs> uh, and I think I read somewhere that you're like you're you're very creative during the winter. I've heard this from producers mm-hmm. uh, like Boy Wonder or whatever. You know, because of the winter, they're in their basement, just creating. Like, it forces you to just to, like, go in. Mm-hmm. Do you relate to that, connect to that at all? I can't say yeah. that it forces me to, yeah. but I I, yeah. I think I enjoy creating in the wintertime more. Because yeah. I, I like the cold. I like, I think better, and I, I it helps my music a lot. Because, again, my music is very mellow. So summer is not, a sen- like, really the season for my music. Mm. So fall and wintertime or spring, anything but summer mm. <laughs> works for my, works in my creating my music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously you're Eritrean. Uh, I know that there's, is there a gold kettle that you still have? That you're <laughs> it's silver. Silver? Silver. Okay. <laughs> and you love tea? I, I, yeah, it's, I'm Eritrean, I'm Habesha, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> coffee and tea, all of it, yeah. Dope. Uh, but I don't want to be, like, that artist who just, like, drinks tea and, it, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, I know a, a bunch of people always mention that in my music, and it's... <laughs> what? It's funny to me, like, now, even though my, my EP was called uh, Silver Kettles, Black Tea and Mint, and Silver Kettles was one of the... Mm-hmm. But... It's to me. It's funny now. Everyone is like, "Oh, you love tea," and it's like, "Yeah, doesn't everybody love tea?" Um, but yeah, you don't want people to put you in a box in terms of the image of like yeah, uh, an image of like that hippie hippie yeah. who drinks tea and you know burns incense. I do. I do all of these things. <laughs> Can't lie. <laughs> uh, what what is uh, inspiring you? Okay. Yeah, in in all facets, lately. Um, man, Surface Outtakes by Mind Design is one of my favorite albums of all time. That album inspires me on a daily on every in everything in film and music and everything. I listen to that album every literally every morning. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't think I have. I, I definitely need to look into it. He's an incredible producer. Um, Where is he artist. from? He's from L.A., I think. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. I That influences... It's not even uh, the sound. Well, yes, the sound, but I think it's his specific instruments and, and sounds that he uses. It's... Um, like I said, it's a visual mm. album. It's very similar to what I, I aspire to be. Mm. And when you listen to that album, it's everything is just visuals, and you can, you can hear birds, and you can hear people, you can hear conversations in and out, and it's genius. Um, wow. So that influences 
me to kind of be as good or half as good as him. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, Eritrea, Eritrean um, music, uh, my background, my origin. I'm very, I'm a very proud Eritrean. So to me, that's my ultimate goal to kind of mm-hmm. implement my culture and and my music and my traditional music and my background and and everything that How I do. How important do you think that is to like, um, you know, me uh, also being Eritrean? I feel like I'm enriched because I have a culture. I feel richer as a it's human so, being. It's so yeah, because we, man, it's beautiful. It's such a small country, and we have like nine tri- like ethnic groups and nine different languages, and and everything. Everything is is just in that. I don't know. I love my country. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. It's cool. It's very necessary to do it the right way, mm-hmm. and that's what I, I I try to do. I try to do it as slow as possible, mm-hmm. um, so that it can last longer and people can understand it longer and it can be on the map mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Awesome. And regarding ins- inspiration, because I, I um, who are like you know some women who inspire you and and yeah, who inspire you? My mother. Okay. My mother inspires me a lot. She's um, she's an incredibly She's an incredible woman. She's very strong. She's very, she's also very creative, but she doesn't know it. It's it's very interesting. Hmm. Uh, she inspires um, my work ethic, and my my dreams, and and to kind of chase them. Hmm. Um, Billie Holiday is uh, I look up to her, mm-hmm. in, in terms of, again, she was a very strong woman, and it's so necessary to have strong women artists or women in general as your influence mm-hmm. for me um so yeah billy holiday mm-hmm. um my mom that's it that's awesome <laughs> uh and i you know as i i told you blue uh like you know we talk about the ups and the downs uh here in this podcast as a way to inspire and for other people to learn from and to also feel like they're not alone as well too i think you did an ig post where you were saying you know you're going through like a funky mm. uh, a funky time mm-hmm. where you know i think you were saying you were going through self-doubt mm-hmm. uh and depression can you share that story with me what was going on and how you came out of it Self-doubt and depression. It's For me, I'm a very private person, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just out of nature. And I think depression is part of life. A lot of people feel down and feel they doubt themselves or they feel less than how they, they're supposed to feel or whatever. And that's something that I was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why there wasn't a specific reason, but it's just something that I was going through. And I just had to sit down with myself and isolate myself to kind of think of why I was having these thoughts. And and um, to me, the way I battled it was to, to question myself of why I was thinking this way and what caused it and kind of tracking back to when I started feeling the way that I did, which is essentially what my upcoming EP is about. Mm. It's about um, being introspective and, and really understanding yourself and understanding self-love and... Um, Self, yeah, self-love. It's such an important thing to, to love yourself and to appreciate yourself and mm. to not, yeah, to not question everything you do. Why am I so weird? Why am I like this? Oh, my God, they're looking at me. Ah, I feel so nervous. And these things are so, they're all in your head. And uh, it's a matter of you kind of sitting down with yourself and and asking yourselves those questions and mm. figuring out, figuring it out yourself. Mm. Yeah. So how, do you, how do you, how do you, like, how do you, uh, you know, deal with that voice, that voice that, you know, that uh, 
negative Nancy, as they call it, sometimes that Debbie Downer, always like, <laughs> uh, that's always, you know, looking to bring you down. I'm a very yeah. positive person okay. by nature. So when I look at, when I hear these, these voices, I, I don't take them too serious anymore. I think of them as, to be honest with you, I think a lot of films helped me <laughs> with my depression. It's very strange to say, but, um, and these are many films. I can't even mention just one where one character is just going through really like severe depression mm. and, and me kind of watching that character and seeing how, and kind of thinking in my head like, oh man, they should have done this to kind of battle whatever it was they were feeling. And then uh, at some point I was like, wait, I can do this for myself too. Why am I yeah. giving a fake character some advice when I need it? So that's what I, I started doing. We're so good at doing that sometimes as people, right? We're like, we can give advice and gems to everybody yeah, else. and when you really need it. And you're like, why am I giving it away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Yeah. So you talked about the upcoming EP. Yes. Tell us about it. Is uh, uh, like how many tracks or what? what is it? It's, so I'm working on two projects. I'm working on an album and an EP. Mm -hmm. uh, the album is meant, uh, that's for next year. That's, mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm still working on that. But the EP is, uh, it's four songs, mm -hmm. four to five songs. I think I might add a sing, like a, I think I might add an, another song. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's about being introspective. And um, again, the time that I, I went, the thing that I went through, you know, the, the self-doubt and mm. um, all of that and for me kind of I wrote it at the time when I was feeling creative again because mm -hmm. when you when you are in that mindset you don't create you don't think properly you can't create properly mm. so as soon as I got it back I was like oh man I gotta write about this so that's what I did and it was um, yeah it was very it was therapeutic for me and I performed this EP twice um, and that was really great. And that's when I decided that I need to record it and and put it out as a project. Hmm. So, yeah. You're excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Mostly, I make my music for myself. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's mostly for me to kind of be like, I got, this is part of my life that I solved. Mm. And now I can share. Whoever wants to listen, that would be cool. Mm. Whoever doesn't want to listen, that's cool too. Yeah. But it's for it's me. It's really important to do it for yourself. For myself. To feel happy with it and... Because from there, it's whatever happens, happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, that's what happened with my EP. That was, that was mm -hmm. weird. I did it for myself. I, did, I was just like, all right, I'm nervous. Okay, let's just post it. Mm -hmm. And people started sharing it. I'm like, whoa, you guys really like this. It's cool. Mm. It's awesome. And all your music is on SoundCloud, right? That's, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, Blue, I thank you. Uh, is there anything else? To, uh, for, so the people who are listening who are your supporters, mm -hmm. what would you like to say to them? And also the people who are just discovering you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to my, for my, my day ones. I, I my know day ones. my day ones. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Like, I love you for real. Like it's, it's really incredible to have a really genuine group of, uh, of people that support what you do in your music and your mm -hmm. visuals. And you know what I mean? And I know most of them personally, cause mm -hmm. I take the time to know people who really love my music, who really love what, what I do. Um, People are just discovering my music. That's, I hope you stay. Mm -hmm. I hope you, uh, yeah, hope you stay and listen to more of my, my stuff and whatever I have to put out. Thank you, Blue. I appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank All you right. for having me.
What did you think of my interview with MI Blue on the Come Up Show podcast? Subscribe if you haven't already. If this is your first time tuning in, make sure you check out our previous catalog. Subscribe to the Come Up Show podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to podcasts. Thursday, November 30th, the 10th year anniversary concert of the Come Up Show at Adelaide Hall. Head over to comeupshow.com. Check out the lineup, and I hope to see you there. Get your tickets. It's your boy, Chetto. I'll see you on next Wednesday. Peace. Peace.